When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. The AFI Silver Theater in Silver Spring, Maryland screens Beauty and the Beast tomorrow night as it wraps its Angela Lansbury retrospective this weekend. I spoke to Paige O'Hara, the iconic voice of Belle, when Disney released the 25th anniversary Blu-ray of Beauty and the Beast back in 2016. First of all, just before going to the movie, because I have a million things I could ask you about the movie, but how cool is it uh, to have a Blu-ray, and why should our listeners run out and grab this if they, let's say, own the old VHS (laughs) in the big box or the DVD? Why the Blu-ray? Well, actually, uh, it has so many wonderful bonus features on it. it's that that is worth it just for those. Just check them out, and and the one with Alan Menken. Of course, there's a little documentary on my life in there too, <laughs> but uh, some wonderful stuff with Alan Menken, and, and it's it's fantastic. You're gonna want it definitely. What, what juicy fun tidbits are in the little documentary on your life, huh? What 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 <laughs> might not we know about your life? Um, that I'm a diehard NBA fanatic. Really? What yes, team? Yes, uh, Cleveland. Okay. I've been. A, oh, congrats! Okay. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I was standing, screaming, crying when. LeBron, you know, I've been following LeBron since he's 13. What so. would Bell say to LeBron? Oh, oh man. You know when I would be tongue-tied then, just like I am right now. I yeah. wouldn't know what to say to him. <laughs> just that, that I love him to death. Yeah. So. Well, now in Cleveland, there's something there that wasn't there before. A championship. <laughs> See? <laughs> there you go. And there's something there that wasn't there before. LeBron. Yes. Yes. We got that. That, I'm pretty sure, is a money bite. (laughs) Awesome. Um, So uh, let's go into the movie a little bit. Um, Belle, I mean, it's not every day we get to talk to a a Disney princess, but Belle was, I think, like a different sort of princess. Almost one one of the first, like, modern princesses. You know, it wasn't sort of, you know, waiting for Prince Charming to save her. She was sort of out, you know, you know, thumbing her nose at guys. On and doing her own thing and reading books and you know sort of this modern woman. Um, talk about sort of Belle's legacy in, in that regard and how she's inspired a new generation of girls in a, in a new way than old Disney princesses. Oh, it, it's been phenomenal, and you have no idea how many of the little girls that come up and say, "Finally, one that loves to read." I feel like a geek, and now I don't feel like a geek anymore. And the fact that uh, she has brown hair and brown eyes was a big deal to a lot of young uh, young girls. So she's finally a Disney heroine that looks like me you know <laughs> so I mean but she was definitely a, a revelation Belle and then now since then Mulan and some several of the other Disney princesses have followed you know to be more modern you know but it's uh she's changed the whole way that, that people look at it because she was not looking for a prince yeah and, and when I was doing the actually the film with Gaston some of the scenes they let me ad lib and I let him have it a few times that then we have realized, okay, it's a period piece, Paige, you can't say that to Gaston. <laughs> but Richard White's an old friend of mine, so it was fun to pick on him. 
Was he actually in a, a booth with you? Because I know when in, when these animated movies, you guys are recording separately a lot. But were you actually in there with him? Actually, this is was not the norm. Yes, I was. I recorded with Richard and with Robbie Benson in the same room, and they let us do that. And it was much harder for them, and much more expensive. But I think ultimately the relationships came across a lot better in the film because of that. Did you ever get to meet Angela Lansbury, or are you in separate rooms? Yes, yes, I met Angela, and uh, I'm a diehard fan. I saw her six times in Gypsy when I was was a teenager. I would uh, sneak into the theater at intermission and watch the second (laughs) half because I was so broke starting in New York. She just came in Blythe Spirit here at National Theater a couple, and she's still killing it. She's killing it. She's amazing. (laughs) She's amazing. And I've told the story today, but it's when she did uh, came in to record Beauty and the Beast, the song, she'd flown all night long and had no sleep. And, she, and they, they said, well, we can cancel it. We'll do it another day. And she said, no, no, no. Comes in after all night traveling, nails it in one take. And people are crying. It was so beautiful what she did. That tale as old as time. That give oh. goosebumps just picturing her voice I, doing that. I know. And then um, were, were you a little, you know, it's got to be, it's weird. It's like she's this, she can be this creepy Manchurian candidate mother and then <laughs> the sweetest mother of little Chip and Mrs. Potts. Like, talk know. about her range. I mean. Oh, my God. I, I think she's the quintessential Broadway star, you know. And I have a lot of Broadway stars that I love, but she's, she can play film. She can do stage and she's magnificent in whatever she does i mean she's she's just a true true pro and she got and she introduced me on the oscars i was so excited oh that's so cool oh that's so cool well speaking of the oscars i mean beauty and the beast was nominated for best picture back when there was only five nominees back then um and you know nowadays i know they've they've expanded it so we've had up and a couple you know it's like 10 nominees or something so it gets in there but um back then there wasn't even an animated oscar i think they invented that for shrek years later so i mean talk about sort of the you know the historical arc of of cinema even that you know beauty and the beast is going to forever hold the spot where it is the only best picture nominee in in a five category i mean you know it's that's pretty special well what you just said is absolutely <laughs> true and in, and in that category it's you know it'll be there one of a kind forever and it did win the golden globe by the way for best picture but oh, it was because they do uh, they do comedy musical and drama they separated yes, out right yeah. they did and then the other family film won the Oscar, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> well, what was it like being, getting, because that thing swept, that won everything that year at the Oscars, but what was it like sitting in the audience and saying, all right, we'll, we'll give it to Jodie Foster and Anthony <laughs> Hopkins, but uh, how, how does your beast compare to his Hannibal beast? <laughs> oh, I know, his Hannibal beast is pretty frightening, but my beast is much more lov- lovable, yeah. yes. I don't think Be Our Guest has the fava beans in the canty. No. You know, it's, it's try the gray stuff. <laughs> try the gray stuff. But I, I, I still don't know what that is. We don't the know. Gray stuff. It, After all these years, I keep getting different answers. But it's delicious. But so what do you think sense. it is? What's gray and I, delicious? I don't, I don't know. Gr- uh, oh. Gray poupon. I, <laughs> I guess so. so well, talking about, you know, the, the songs and everything, <clears throat> I think. Beauty and the Beast was, I mean, there had been obviously songs in Disney movies before, but I feel like this one was one of the most, like like a musical, like, you know, right from the opening um, scene, bonjour, bonjour, right. and and it's it's almost like instead of instead of songs just breaking up the scenes, it was almost like you're telling the action in the story in the song. There goes the baker with the right. tray, like oh, you're describing yeah. the action with the song. Exactly. And um, when when they first wrote it, it was it's seven minutes long, and Howard Ashman said to Alan Menken, "We cannot submit this for Disney. They're not going to take this song. It's seven minutes, you know." And Alan talked him into it, and they loved it. 
you know. But it is like the old-fashioned musical, and they wrote the whole film that way. And that's why they look for Broadway actors to play all the leads. And we all ended up being Broadway actors. We are, you know. Even Robbie Benson, people forget, was a, uh, he was a Broadway star when he was 14. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's one of, when the American Film Institute did their best musicals, Beauty and the Beast, I think it was the only animated one in there. So, I mean, that's pretty good company. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Do you have a favorite musical? Oh, boy. That's a hard question. I have, I have a lot of favorites. <laughs> I love Gypsy. I think it's the most perfect written musical ever, ever oh, done. But I also am very partial to MAME, and Jerry Herman is a dear friend of mine, and I love MAME a lot, too. You mentioned that you were on Broadway Stars. Remind some of our listeners that maybe discovered you as Belle first, (laughs) what you had done, you know, stage-wise before. Well, I I did Ellie Mae Chipley in Showboat with Donald O'Connor on Broadway in 1982, and I played (laughs) Ado Annie in uh, Oklahoma. Um, which was the national tour. I did Fontaine on Broadway as Le, as in Les Mis. Yeah. Um, Edwin Drood, I played for a long time. Betty Buckley originated it, and I ended up uh, being the understudy to Donna Murphy, and then I yeah. went on the national tour with that. And then I did a lot of the Carnegie Hall revivals of the early Jerome Kern, turn-of-the-century musicals. Yeah. Oh, boy, oh, lady, lady. <laughs> Jerome Kern, man, it doesn't get any better than that. You can't talk and when we did those at Carnegie Hall, there were no mics. It was yeah. fill, fill the hell. You know, yeah. feel it. Catch some of us up on what you've been uh, up to after. It's been a long time since Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> what are some of your highlights since? Oh, you know, it's it's uh, actually right now I'm painting for Disney. I've, nice. They they hired me as a, as an artist for, uh, I'm one of the Disney fine artists, so I'm doing oil paintings of Beauty and the Beast. So wow. now I'm gone from doing the voice to painting her, which is really fun. <laughs> and I'm loving it, and I'm selling really well. And I did spend uh, a lot of years there with uh, taking care of my parents after the movie came out and they both passed away and um uh, my artwork and i did nine years of menopause the musical yes yes at the luxor (laughs) the hilton harris and i finally a little over a year ago said i need to stop just need to stop and have a life and get to the gym (laughs) now did you did you did you get into painting at, at a young age you know when you were young a kid or how did you start i was three years old when i started painting and um my stepfather was an architect and he kind of encouraged it a little bit. And then I realized when I was taking acting class at five, four, five, six, seven, eight, my teacher was kind of rough on me. And I Where was, is this? Where'd you grow up? Where are we? Fort, set, set in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. It's in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. And, um, and so I would paint watercolors for Miss Yoey, my acting teacher. And she was a lot nicer to me. She loved my watercolors. <laughs> and then when I went to New York, I would, I would paint at night and sell my paintings on the street. So wow. I moved to New York at 17. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. 
And so having that painting background and now doing it since painting oil paintings of Beauty and the Beast, does it help you appreciate just <clears throat> how amazing that animation is? Oh. And even, you know, yes. even speak to that as well as sort of, you know, I, I want to say the, the directing, but, you know, mm -hmm. it's different because it's, you know, animated. But there's moments like a crane shot down from the chandelier during the, the Beauty and the Beast title song. It's there's stuff that you don't find in most hand drawn stuff. So just talk about sort of. how Well, gorgeous. you know, and a lot of people don't realize the film was four years in the making and it would take an animator uh, an entire week to draw 20 seconds of film. So, I mean, what, they took their time. I mean, this is like the last hand-drawn movie, you know? We had the, the, the computer, computer generation for the ballroom scene that was just being invented. Um, but it, it took a long, long time. And I think that's also what's so great about this movie is that the characters, because they were hand-drawn, they're so realistic, you know? Yeah. And these, they're actors with their pens and their paintbrushes, you know? Belle yeah. is Mark Henn and James Baxter as much as she is me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's been a lot of great Pixar computer animated stuff. Like, I love Toy Story and Nemo and all that, but there's something cool about that hand-drawn animation, that cell animation. Do you, do you, do you sort of pine for those days or wish it would come back more? You know, is there, it almost gives the characters a little more of a soul if you ask me. Thank you for saying that. I think it does. I think it really does. I think the reality of it does. And, I, and it would certainly get a lot of artists a job back. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and uh, yeah, because it's, it's kind of a, it is a lost art. And I, I do hope they bring it back. I think they will. I think people, it's going to be a phase right now with what they're doing. And it's all wonderful. But I think there's going to be a yearning for something new. And I think that something new will be something old that they're going to Something there that was there before. Well, See, we're just weaving it all in here. <laughs> what about, uh, take me into Be Our Guest. You mentioned the gray stuff, but you know, why is that such a, a show-stopping number? And and talk to me a little about Lumiere and you know, the, the, the voice actor. He's, he's, oh, he steals, the, other than you, of course, he yeah. steals the show. Oh my gosh, Jerry Orbach. Oh my God, you don't get greater than Jerry, God rest his soul. I mean, he, talk about Broadway stars. He was a star and as a teenager on Broadway and all through his career and people knew him from Law and Order, you know, but he was great on that show. Um, but he, he, it's a true Broadway song with a great Broadway actor and singer performing it. And did you meet Cogsworth? Oh gosh, David Ogden Starr, <laughs> are you kidding? He's the funniest guy and he had libs so many lines that ended up in the movie. You know, the flowers, chocolates, promises you don't intend to keep. Yeah. <laughs> he did all those. You're, I'm amazed you remember it so closely. Yeah, and and I don't know why I'm surprised, but the, your voice sounds exactly like Belle. You know, it hasn't changed a bit. So thank you great. for saying that. That is, I appreciate that. It, it really is my voice. And Howard Ashman really, uh, he was he was the one that said, no, we're not going to change her at all. Yeah. She's got a womanly quality, but uh, they actually I don't know if you know this. Belle was the oldest. Of all the Disney princesses. Really? Yeah. Do they actually state an age in they, the movie? They, I mean, they don't they, say it. They, you know? they don't say it, but they 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 all had the same idea that she was like 22 years old. Okay. And most of them and the other movies are all teenagers. I saw what the Jean Cocteau movie back in the 40s, uh -huh. and so did you ever see that one or any of the previous? Oh, of course, okay. of course I did. And that's, like the teardrops turn oh into I diamonds. And, oh, I know it's really strange, yeah. and that's part of the reason why it took so long to get this made because they were trying to come up with ideas other than the, just going to dinner every night you know it's like so it was uh, so Walt kept passing on it but I think that Walt Disney is, 
is looking down smiling on this one. I would think so too. Well, thanks so much for joining us. This was great. Congrats again on uh, LeBron and the Cavs and <laughs> something there that wasn't there before. And uh, this was awesome. I really appreciate it. I did too. Why should we get the Blu-ray? Final. Get the Blu-ray. You're going to love it. You're going to love all the bonus features. I promise. You heard it here first from Belle herself. <laughs> thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.